but I would get anywhere from twenty-five to fifty thousand a night for two hours just to show up and promote the club. And I remember one event, it was fourth of July. I was the headliner. I decided, you know what, I wanna have a special guest. So my special guest was Lady Gaga billed underneath me. <laughs> You're listening to Financial Grown-Up with me, certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, author of How to Be a Financial Grown-Up. And you know what? Being a grown-up is really hard, especially when it comes to money. But it's okay. We're going to get there together. I'm going to bring you one money story from a financial grown-up, one lesson, and then my take on how you can make it your own. We got this. Hey friends, that was gossip blogging pioneer Perez Hilton dishing on some of his own finances and getting very candid about how much and how little other headliners really make. Perez has talked in public pretty candidly about some of his financial, let's say adventures, including declaring bankruptcy and spending several hundred thousand dollars on surrogacy for his three kids. Go to his YouTube channel, The Perez Hilton, to hear more about that. His gossip YouTube channel is Perez Hilton. But I wanted to know more. After all, love him or hate him, the guy started making money from blogging before it was a thing. And if you look at some of the ways we use social media now, like even the doodling people do on pictures and all that stuff, he was doing it way ahead of us. He's made mistakes, which we talk about, but now that he's gotten older and wiser with three kids and a team that works with him, which includes, by the way, his mom and his sister, Perez Hilton is all about being a financial grown-up. Here is Perez Hilton. Hey, Perez Hilton, you're a financial grown-up. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, I try to be. Actually, I don't even try. I am. It takes work. You very much are. Oh, come on. Yeah. Anyone that watches, you have two YouTube channels. You have your fun, gossipy one, and then you have your also fun, personal one. And people that watch that, they know you talk about your bankruptcy. You talk about spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on surrogacy and the financial implications of that. So you are definitely, you're a grown up, Perez. Yeah. Well, not even that, you know. Last year, the beginning of 2017, when I knew I was having a third child and that was coming, it was a huge push for me to completely rehaul my financial life, meaning overtly looking at every possible way to spend less and make more. And shorter term goals are definitely to diversify. You know, it's a key word, especially, you know, given how everything changes so quickly in entertainment and just the world. For me, though, and I, I may have spoken about this before, but I'm still trying to make it happen. And I, you know, I wish I would have heard this before. I wish I would have made it a priority younger. I really want to get into real estate. Like some people want to play the stock market. Some people want to invest in startups. Some people want to start new businesses. Some people want to let their money sit in the savings account. I want to go old school and own land, own property, not commercial property. I specifically want to own like a duplex or a triplex or a fourplex because I think that that will only go up and it will only win. Where do you keep your assets now? Do you own your home? Do you have some stocks? I mean, are you are you diversified? Because if you do everything in real estate, you're not diversified. And you want to be, you, we just heard you want to be diversified. 
Yeah. No, I mean, I have a retirement account and I have, you know, a different thing for my kids college and, you know, I'm making all of the smart moves, but instead of going heavier in the stock market, which I was advised to, I did not listen to that advice. And I want to go more into real estate. If I keep most of my money in real estate, I don't care. Like I don't mind. (laughs) We talked before we started taping about the first time you were able to actually monetize blogging because you were basically the first you were blogging before there was social media you were blogging you were just trying to promote it on something called friendster which most of my listeners probably never even heard of when did you realize you could monetize this and what was the first memory you have of receiving money for blogging well i didn't make any money for the first year plus it was really just a hobby thankfully <laughs> i ended up getting fired from a job that I had during that first year of blogging, which I credit to my website becoming successful. Because as a result of getting fired during that first year, I was able to collect unemployment. So I didn't have to worry about feeding myself and having enough to pay rent. Thank God that happened. You know, sometimes a negative really is a positive. So when I finally started making money to pay rent. So a lot of bloggers today, they make money from ads, from affiliate links, things like that. How was the first way that you made money? The first way that I made money, of course, Google AdSense. It was probably less than $5, but I was like, wow, this is something exciting. (laughs) $5 for something you were doing as just a fun little side thing is money, right? Absolutely. Was there a pivotal moment when you realized this is actually my... It's not your whole career because you do a lot more. I mean, you, you, first of all, you went to NYU, you studied acting, you did a lot and you do a lot. This doesn't just come from nowhere. And I think you make it look easy, but it's not as easy as you make it look. But when did you realize that this, in terms of your general identity, was going to be it and that there was a way to monetize this? I mean, reports are you've made many millions. I would say that by 2007, things got to a point where I was able to and I needed to get help and I was able to help my family by doing so. I hired my mom and my sister with me and really made family operations. So I moved them from Miami to Los Angeles and they still work with me today. Awesome. And how do you think you'll explain to your kids how you earn a living or will it just be kind of organic as they grow up? Well, they already understand who Perez Hilton is. They've seen me on TV many times, the many different things I've done They've been on TV with me. You know, last year I did this show for the Food Network called Worst Cooks in America, Celebrity (laughs) Edition, which I ended up winning, by the way. I was the best of the worst. They got to be part of the show and they watched it every week with me. And, you know, I do a lot of talking head commentary whenever I'm on, like the talk or the reel or local news here in LA. My mom will always record it and make sure my kids see it. Plus, I make all my YouTube videos. So they're, in the background, hearing daddy work and seeing me work as well on the laptop on my website. So they definitely have an understanding and they know I work so hard. (laughs) Well, tell me about that. Do you have a schedule or you just keep going till it gets done? How does it work? I just keep going till it gets done, but I wake up at 5.51 every morning. I literally start working before I even get out of bed. Before I even pick up my laptop, I'm able to get some work done on my phone, on Instagram. It's like you have to be doing everything now, everywhere. 
and I'll work, work, work. Then I'll take my kids to school. Then I'll go to gym. Then I'll come back, catch up on work, do more work. Then I'll usually have a meeting or a filming or something in the afternoon, come back home, catch up on work, spend early evening in bed mode, put my kids bed after giving them their shower, all that jazz, read them their nightly book, and then get more work done, catch up on emails, and then usually get to bed mm, like 11.30 maybe. I still love what I do 14 years later. And I'm filled with so much gratitude that I am continuing to have fun and entertain people and get new followers through different ways. And yeah, like even in a couple of days, I'm heading to Las Vegas. I'm going to be doing the Chippendale show. That's so wild. I'm so excited. So I'm going to be the special celebrity host of Chippendales. Do you remember your biggest payday? What can you tell us about it? And most of all, how it made you feel? I remember like 2006 through 2012, before the rise of the DJ, which is where Vegas is now. It's all about the big name DJs. You used to have a ton of celebrities hosting club nights in Vegas. And they would just throw ridiculous amounts of money my way and everybody's way. You know, now you'll have celebrities hosting. Vegas, but because I know the market so well now, and I have so many friends that work in nightlife, they're paying the Vanderpump rule or a housewife or whomever five, maybe ten thousand dollars. If you're a celebrity, you know, like Drake or somebody of that stature, they'll make tons of money. But TV personalities, five to ten thousand. So let me ask you, how much would you make in those days in Vegas, and what was it like? Yeah, I mean, I was getting, well, it depended on the venue and at the time of year and a whole bunch of variables, but I would say I would get anywhere from twenty-five to 50000 a night for two hours just to show up and promote the club. And I remember one event I had back in 2008, it was 4th of July weekend, and I was the headliner. I decided, you know what, I want to like have a special guest. So my special guest was Lady Gaga, billed underneath me. (laughs) What are the lessons, the business lessons that you've learned from going from making five bucks from Google AdSense to Vegas at 50 grand doing DJ stuff to now where you've got this multimedia empire that you are growing and building to invest in real estate, as we know, for your kids? One advice I would give somebody is don't grow too much too quickly, which is a big mistake that many companies make. I would also say, and this is also, you know, and a lot of this is just, you know, my experience, my advice, you know, it probably maybe goes against what traditional business people might say. I would also say, you know, if you start making a lot of money on your business, do not invest it back into your business or invest some, but not a lot. Ideally, to grow, you can grow with other people's money. (laughs) Like, that's the goal. No, that's something a lot of people do. They leverage other people's money. Maybe you put some of your own skin in the game, but it's also important to have some money set aside personally for you. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. All right, Perez, I don't want to keep you too long. Give me an everyday money tip. One simple thing, people that you do business with regularly, Maybe your pool cleaner or 
trainer at the gym or, or for me, I get my meals delivered from this one company. So I reached out to a lot of these people that I've been very loyal to for a long time. And I'm like, can we work anything out? Can you charge me less if I promote more? Even if you don't have a large social media following, if you've been loyal to a company for a long time and been paying them, they'll probably say, sure, we can give you 5% off, 10% off. Any savings anywhere is good. I love that. All right. Where can we support you? You're heading to Vegas. I just watched your video today. You're packing everyone up. Tell us about that and everything else that you want us to be paying attention to. Well, I'm a busy dude. Yeah, I'm going to Vegas. I'll be starring in the Chippendales show at the Rio from July 26th through Labor Day Sunday. I've got two YouTube channels, The Perez Hilton for everything family and then Perez Hilton for everything pop culture. Of course, my website. And then I've got a podcast, The Perez Hilton Podcast with Chris Booker, where we talk everything pop culture. It is an empire. Congratulations on it all. Thank you for doing this. Thank you. Perez is a lot of fun, my friends, and he kind of makes it look easy if you watch his content. But let's look at what is really going on with this business, and it is business. Financial run-up tip number one, note that Perez casually mentions that he always wakes up at 5.51 in the morning and that he does work before his kids get up. Getting up early is a common thread of successful self-starter entrepreneurs. In fact, according to time management expert, Laura Vanderkam, who was a recent guest on this podcast, the vast majority of successful executives wake up before 6 a.m. on weekdays. So go set your alarm clock and try it out. Financial grown-up tip number two. I love that Perez is always trying new things, but at the same time, they are things that make sense with the brand that he has created. Perez still has his blog for sure, and that has expanded to different verticals, but he also knows that YouTube is very important to his audience as well, and so he is growing there, one channel that extends his traditional gossip content, but he also now wants his audience to know him as a person, and he does very candid personal videos, including a strangely amusing video, by the way, of how he brushes his teeth and keeps them so white. Watch it. You'll find yourself watching to the end. It's mesmerizing. Silly, but mesmerizing. And now he's starting the Chippendales thing in Las Vegas. So this man is fearless, but it is all on brand and all designed to appeal to his audience. Perez is consistent with his content and keeps his audience engaged. If you enjoyed this show, please tell a friend. The best way for us to grow and keep bringing you these great stories is by sharing. You are busy, but if you have time, please leave a review and hit subscribe and keep in touch on social media. We love it when you DM us on Twitter at Bobby Rebel, on Instagram at Bobby Rebel One, and on Facebook at Bobby Rebel. And a big thanks to Perez Hilton, who's having a great time in his very grown up life, for helping us all get one step closer to being financial grown ups. Financial Grown Up with Bobby Rebel is edited and produced by Steve Stewart and is a BRK Media production.